Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Today, we're recapping day one of free agency, talking a little bit about the draft and giving our insights and inside sources on everything hockey. Braden, Stuart, Kai, Tyler, we're all back here. Love to have the game back together. Um, Braden, why did the Montreal Canadiens select... Slavkowski over right. They galaxy brained it. Did they? I think they did. I don't know. Looking at Slavkowski in like development camp so far, like he looks good. Like I'm starting to think maybe I'm going to eat my words. Like, did you see the exercise bike thing or no? Yeah. For those listening that haven't seen it, this guy was breaking machines in the testing. He was <laughs> going through it. Like literally he said, I want to break everything in this room in the testing facility. Because I want to break everything it. here. And can you think of a better quote from a power forward for your team than like, a guy who comes into camp on day one, barely speaks English, doesn't speak French, and just goes, I want to break everything here. <laughs> it certainly feels for me um, that Slavkowski is going to be a great NHLer, NHLer, and it'll be years before we see if it was the right decision or not. But do we feel like Seattle got a steal with Wright at four, though? With yes. Wright not going one, why do you go four? The Canucks got fucked. That's exactly what it is. Um, I understand the Nemec pick. I don't know. Did you see the player comparable stuff with Nemec or no? Uh, no. So there's a prospect, uh, advanced stats one. Anyways, like, you know, they're able to look at production and based on style play on, 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 um, bring up like a list of like legitimate comparables for players who put up statistical, statistical, um, output like that player at whatever time. So you can kind of go, okay, this player was like this guy at that age with their analytics. There's only one guy that, uh, Nemec compares to. Victor Hedman. Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> pretty good defenseman to compare to right so it's not bad no and i can see why new jersey going okay we have jack hughes and nico his we don't need it like shane Wright at 3c we can afford taking a guy who uh might be victor hedman yeah that okay. makes sense that and luke yeah. hughes on your d-line okay the one that just boggles my mind is arizona going cooley mm-hmm. over right um, right we know they were like enamored with the player and like cooley has the higher offensive ceiling but defensively way lower and just as a you know the floor as a whole is way lower than right. Um, so it's a great, you know, fantastic for Seattle. It almost kind of feels to me very similar in like, you know, Quinn Hughes drop into the Canucks where the best player just drops for whatever reason into your lap. Yeah, it's awesome for Seattle, who has one of the best two-way centers of all time running their team in Ron Francis to just have right drop into his lap. And Kai, you, Kai, you were thinking about maybe taking right at number four in a bet at plus 2,500. I know you didn't. How much are you kicking yourself right now? What a jackpot that would have been. Yeah, you know, that one hurts for sure. Because not only was I thinking about doing it, I had actually placed the bet and then cashed it out because I got nervous. No. Oh, oh yes. that hurts. I'll put down too. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not much down at all, to be honest with you. But it was like a dollar. But still, you still would have won twenty five bucks. Yeah, twenty five bucks off of one dollar. <laughs> not bad at all. That hurts. Yeah. Stuart, what, what do you do think? Though? What do you think about uh, right at four, Stu? Do you think it's going to be the right choice for Montreal to pass on him? I don't follow prospects too much, so I haven't seen much about you know who the actual first overall pick was. But <laughs> okay. you know, there's a great breakdown I, on this podcast to listen to. I, yeah, I did that two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I did listen to that. 
Um, okay, well, Canucks fans, how do we feel about the draft with how to go over the Canucks? Did they draft the right guy? They did, and we got Canucks at the same time because the Canucks always have the bad stuff happen to them. And uh, we <laughs> saw it again this draft by the best player in the draft dropping to the closest divisional rival. Um, as a whole, we need though, a context. Who is that? Shane Wright going to Seattle. Oh, Crafton. right, because I forgot Seattle was in their division. Yeah, they're uh, actually pretty close together, those two cities. It's, Anyhow, uh, so it's not like it was McDavid falling, though. No, no, for sure. It's a little um, bit different. As far as who the Canucks got, I'm extremely happy. You know, we were all texting in the chat on the day of the draft, and Necker Mackey was the guy I was hoping would fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, we got him. Uh, so as far as, you know, what that guy's going to be, think of like a slower William Nylander. Okay, that's a pretty good player. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he's going to make you angry, but whatever. He's, he's a Swede, right? That's what they do. But uh, and they also you know, look so good doing it. <laughs> they look so good doing it. That guy's a rock star. So no, I'm really happy with the Lecker Mackey pick. Um, the rest of the draft wasn't too happy with, but I won't get into the minutia of a fifth round uh, goaltender. Um, <laughs> as far as the first round pick goes, I'm really happy with uh, Lecker Mackey. How about you, Car? Yeah, I mean, from everything I've heard, it sounded like a absolute home run. I hope it is. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's nice to get a guy with like a heavy shot like that, right? Yeah. No, what do you Leafs... guys think of the Leafs losing their first round pick, trading down 13 spots to get rid of Morazic with Chicago? Do you think it was worth trading the 25th for the 38th to get out of that $3.8 million contract? If we ignore Considering immediately going to Murray at 4.7, are we ignoring Murray or are we no, like, taking we're going context? to look at it now as a whole. We traded Morazic for that, and now these are our goalies. How I don't do agree we... with it just because... Okay, so like... I'm looking at this in a couple ways, right? When I'm looking at it through the context of the draft, I don't like the player that they got. They picked Neiman. What's his name? Uh, I don't even know. It's I'm a second rounder, so I don't care. I just yeah, like I don't. Well, you got guys that are good players still in the you know second round. You got Matt Nyes there, but like <laughs> Fraser Minton. Fraser Minton, right? Like he's I don't know. I... I thought they were better. Like, obviously, there's better players available at the first. And, like, I don't think it warranted the 13, especially given that, like, you're now paying more for a goalie who's been objectively worse for the last two, three years. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure I personally, and let's jump into it because Leafs chat is the fun, most fun chat. I think that Murray is better than Morazic. I think that's fair. The Murray Campbell debate I'm willing to have, but I think Murray is better than Morazic. And, for you know a million dollars more to have Murray on your team than Mrazic, I'll take that. But it's not addressing the total situation, of course. Yeah, I think they got okay. So, is there anything more you want to do on the draft before we? The only thing I wanted to say is that Montreal did a fan. They had the best draft there. It was awesome to see it in Montreal too. Dude, fans are amazing. Not only did they get Slavovsky there, they got Lane Hudson, who's like absolutely tiny defenseman he's like 5'9 5'10 and like super skinny that guy's going to be a player um can't remember the name of the other first round they got but like montreal cleaned up very nicely with the prospects that they got they have a fantastic start to their rebuild um going on to the murray thing what i was going to say there is as far as i'm concerned toronto has the second best goaltending coach in the in like in the world wow like that's how highly i think of curtis Sanders. you're very high on him man Dude, he's ian clark's protege look at the body of work that ian clark's managed to pull together Every Vesna winning season that Sergei Bobrovsky has is with Ian Clark. Really? I, mean, lo- I, yep. I get he, that, but he lost just Ian Clark him being, for a bit. Sorry, him just being 
that guy's protege makes him the second best. Watch. You just watch. But that guy I don't know. Sanford, well, look at the leaps and bounds. And obviously, Mikey DiPietro's taking a hit. But that guy was on track. Like, he was looking good. And that was all Sanford. Then DiPietro didn't play for a year because Benning fucked him over and just put him on the NHL roster for the bubble yeah, year. That was but DiPietro would be playing in the NHL right now if it wasn't for that because of Curtis Sanford. You look mm-hmm. at Archer Seelovs right now. Dude, it's a Latvian goaltender in the sixth round. No one knows who the fuck Seelovs is outside of Canucks fans. That guy's going to play in the NHL. That's all Curtis Sanford. Curtis Sanford's the guy that got Spencer Martin, and that's who the backup for the Canucks is next year. Yeah, for sure. I think Leafs fans are nervous, and we'll get get into it. Like, don't think this is going to be a pro-go Leafs show. It's not. Um, we'll get into why we think they're a bit of losers. But the goalie coach is something that is a beacon of light, and goaltending is voodoo, as we know in the NHL. So of all positions to take a bet, on your coaching making a difference, I think you're right, Braden. It could be a big, very big play. It I is, think it would be high risk, high reward for sure. Yeah, and I'll tell you exactly what Matt Murray's problem is. What is he it? Move, he doesn't move his feet fast enough. That's his entire issue. He does not move laterally fast enough when he's upright. They were talking about that on the uh, TSN broadcast today. And you know who's amazing at making goaltenders work their feet better? Their new coach? Ian Clark. And who's his protege? <laughs> that's coach. his big thing like that's really where clark shines um so i think that we're gonna see that with him and i uh, i'll give you a hot take right now Let's maybe i don't know given the contract that matt murray has and the one that campbell got i like the murray deal more yes okay let's start here i i agree i think so- the Leafs made the right decision in going two by 4.7 for Murray over a five by five that Edmonton gave Campbell. And have you seen mm-hmm. the buyout cap hit if they were to buy out Murray after this year? I haven't. Is it not bad? It's nothing. It's like, it's like literally nothing. Like the only problem I have with that is that like Dubas is gone at the end of this year. So it kind of feels like it's weird to go all in on. This is the guy you're going all in on. Um, but when you look at their injury histories, their performances. Obviously, Murray hasn't been good, but like he hasn't been healthy at all either. And he had that one stretch. There was only one stretch, I think, for a month where he was healthy this past year, and he put up a nine twelve. Yeah, in fourteen games, I think it was that yeah. he played. So if he's healthy, like he clearly still has the ability, and he has two cups. Like I don't want to be, oh, you got two cups, but you know, Matt Murray's won two cups, and I saw some other stat where it was like Jack Campbell in the playoffs after Game Four, he has like a sub nine hundred save percentage. Not a great sample size, but also not a great number. No, game five, six, and seven, the three most important. He hasn't been at that level that he needs to be. Now, I'm not going to say that the team hasn't shown up for those either, because like we know that there's been years where they haven't, especially for goaltending is not the reason why they lost the last few series. Not in an entirety, but like the most important games of the series, and you were starting goaltender sub 900. Let's look at Murray. He's in the playoffs, however, is undefeated in game sevens. With a 940 is a percentage of Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov enough to get you to the playoffs. It should be, but like that division's heating up, especially with. Oh, they'll get to the playoffs. Shulgren Wool would get them to the playoffs. Mm. Like as according to projections, like Jay Fresh, for example, posted a projection with the Leafs having backup and the Leafs were the third best team in the division still. I'm not very scared of them missing the playoffs. Who's going to overtake them? Ottawa? <laughs> sure. Hey, they could. 
we're we're gonna get into it right now actually not maybe with ottawa we're gonna talk about the winners and losers of day one of the free agency then um little foreshadowing at least maybe the losers but Stuart, i'm gonna start with you who is your winner for day one of the free agency so far uh not to sound completely biased but i'm gonna go with uh the pittsburgh penguins boo biased um, the fact that you can bring back crosby gensel rust uh malkin raquel and Latang for two million dollars less than you had them at last season mm-hmm. i think it's some pretty good gming by Ron Hextall. It was a little sure. messy at times, you know, with Malkin kind of getting upset and saying he wasn't going to come, he was going to go test free agency, but they don't ask how. They, it doesn't matter when the season starts. You know, the season's going to start and all those guys are back for $2 million less than they combined than they were making last season. And Pittsburgh, I, I like Jan Ruda. Um, Pittsburgh now has nine defense, though, signed on one way deals before the season starts. So, I'm going to be watching intently and hoping that Pittsburgh makes some good trade with some of the defensemen they have, but I guess that's just to wait and see. Overall, because... that Malkin signing was pretty good. Like, I don't understand why it anyone's shitting on it for term because four years is not six years. It's really not that bad. And he's getting paid less, like you said. Still Him and Latang making 6.1 is great for the next you know, two, three years yeah. after that, you know, whatever your window's closed. I've, I'm not too worried about in three and years. I mean, the thinking with the Malkin deal is very similar to the Latang. So at least they're being consistent, right? Like that's their timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If they had to give them an extra year to drive down the cap it a little bit, so be it. Yeah. And you know what, as a fan, I get to watch those three guys retire as penguins. Yeah. Play their whole that's, careers. There. That's a huge yeah. win, right? That's, that was enough for me. That's, that's, I, I love that. Malkin's a, feel wrong. Malkin's a point of game player. Like, yeah, he was forty-two he can, points in forty-one games. If he can be a little bit help, more healthy, then could be a very big win for sure. And he gets the best winger he played with last season for an entire season this year again yeah. with Raquel. So, you know, yeah, who knows? And with nine defense, they could still improve. We talked a little bit last week. Can they sneak into the Miller sweepstakes somehow? John Stay Marino. <laughs> He's Honestly, if it out. costs Marino, if they, like they need to move yeah. defense. If it costs Marino and whatever else, I'll take JT Miller for a season, especially because he's from Pittsburgh. And next season off the books, if Zucker and Dumoulin mm-hmm. are still there, they can still re-sign Miller then coming the next season. Getting uh, Zucker off the books year. would be pretty big. That'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be great too. But you know what? Honestly, watching him in the playoffs this year, he was playing hurt and he still looked like a force. He was going out there and giving it his all. So if he's still in the opening night lineup, I'm not too upset, but Fair. I'd probably rather see him traded. And does yeah, Vancouver uh, have some sort of connection to Pittsburgh? Um, <laughs> could you be referring to Pittsburgh's old GM being? You know, uh, or the entire Vancouver Canucks front office now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. Rutherford does love Marino. He did give him that huge contract. So, Wouldn't that be something? It feels like there's dots connecting right now. He also loves Kapanen. I'm just saying, Kapanen's still on Pittsburgh. All right, moving over to you, Braden. Who do you take? Pittsburgh's off the board, can't take them. Who would you take as a winner for day one of NHL free agency? You include a few days before that. You know, I come on here a lot, and I talk a lot about the Vancouver Canucks and how great they are. Once a week. And I also come on here and talk about how stupid some teams are, especially their fans. Are you mentioning... 
the Senators? Because you do that every week. Yeah, and uh, while I stand by my Ottawa Senators fans, the stupidest fans in the league, and I've only seen more of that this week. I could go in more if I want. Don't. But <laughs> I simultaneously must say that Ottawa Senators, without a doubt, are the biggest winners from day one of free agency. A listener sent in a, uh, a comment, a quote, if you will, of you from a few episodes ago saying that there's no way Giroux would sign in Ottawa. Well, you know, it's weird. Normally, when you say that you want to win a Stanley Cup, you don't go to the Ottawa Senators. So I'm a little, uh, I guess I guess Drew just decided I'm not want to win a cup. Maybe he um, thought that if it doesn't work out in Ottawa, he'd still have some gas in the tank after the three years. Yeah. Or, well, you know what? I thought more of with Giroux that it'd be he'd sign some short-term deal like this somewhere, and then he'd look at Ottawa after as the, okay, like, let's go mm. home. Not the fuck it, my last real shot at a cop. Let's go to Ottawa. But they, the heart wants what the heart yeah, wants. They must you have know, sold uh, them on it. Yeah, as the listeners of the pod know and uh, listen to Left Corner, we all know that the heart wants what the heart wants. And uh, <laughs> I think we've seen evidence of that in professional sports today with the Kajaru signing. Do you think um, the uh, Debrinket trade could have affected that at all? Yes, even had a doubt. Debrinket, oh, yeah. Talbot. That's Drew looking at that going, oh, fuck, like they're making a run for it. I will say, because I still want to, like, I got to keep my, like, Suns fans in check here. Um, it's hilarious that they spent how long chirping the Toronto Maple Leafs about how they built their team. And it's all offense, no defense. And then uh, went out and completely killed it with their forward group while running a complete shithouse defense group. Um, do you trust Cam Talbot as your starter for the whole season? No. It's, I don't think that's going to be the plan, though. I, I like Forsberg. Yeah, I like me Forsberg too. a lot. Like Forsberg, Talbot, for sure. Like I like that tandem a lot more than Marie Gustafson. Uh, Forsberg. That being said, still, right? Like, is that the, you know, playoff? Is that our, we're making the playoffs lineup or at least goaltending tandem? You better hope that Gustafs or uh, Forsberg shows up there, but they're sure a lot, you know, hell of a lot. There were leaps and bounds beyond what they were, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago. For sure. All they need is that top, you know, two, I'm going to say all they need is two top 4D, which are notoriously the <laughs> hardest thing to get in this league. Uh, Tyler Myers is available, though, so they only need one. Um, but, you know, given how Dorian's gone so far, like, all the power to him. Like, let's see what else, uh, what other magic he could do. It's amazing what happens when your shitty owner is gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the I, Sens are girl bossing their way to the top. I will say this about the Sens. The most recent Senators move is my least favorite one, the Connor Brown trade. I don't like that one. Oh, losing space. Connor Brown hurts. Did they need like, to clear space just for this season? Like, I feel like they could have parked him on the third line and he'd be super efficient. You could, but I think that's respecting the player too, where he's finally got top six. Like, he wants to stay top six. And it's like, okay, like, there's been discussions with moving Brown for a bit. There's more moves coming. Um, they're, like, we know they're going for a defenseman. I'm a little surprised they didn't keep Brown to go for that. Yeah. My guess is that that second round pick is going to yeah. be used for a defenseman. Probably. Um, but, oh, I just thought of something. Okay. You thought of something? Yeah. What's the asking price on Tyler Myers? Second round pick, baby. <laughs> Let's see it. Um, though, apparently, there's a trade between, who was it? I think Vancouver, Montreal have a trade confirmed. And it just hasn't been announced yet. Um, but anyhow, Breaking we'll see news. what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, no, Ottawa's my winner. Um, I want to see what they could do with the rest of the defense first. But they're looking a hell of a lot more likely to push for a spot now. Except whoever brought up that Giroux quote. Uh, remember, I was saying Bergeron. 
re-signing in Boston is going to make it tougher. And David Krejci going back is going to make that even tougher on them to push through. So we'll see if uh, what else they could do and if that's enough to get them to where they need to be. Yeah, yeah as a Senators we'll fan that I know said two days ago, if we can finish ninth, I'd be very happy. So we'll see. Kai, I mean, that would who be a is big your step, winner? Right? Okay. Uh, my winner is the Red Wings. The Detroit um, Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. The Iser plan. Full motion. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, they dished out like six pretty significant contracts today. Um, I don't think that any of them carry long-term risk. The longest one that they gave out was to COP, which is only five years. Um, and he's 27. And he's 27, right? So it's like, I really like the chances of that working out well. Like they gave Perron a deal, but it's like, it's only two years. I don't think that carries that much long-term risk. Kuba League's a good buy low. Um, I don't like the Ben Sherrod. I'll give you, I'll, I will say that. That was their, it was a pretty significant blemish, but I do not like that one. Um, and then, yeah, like I do like Huso and Net at that price. Um, so they brought in a lot of money, but at the same time, they lost to Kaiser. So that's 5 million cleared. Um, Grice is off the books, another like three and a half. And then Mark Stahl's gone too. So it's like, I felt that they cleared enough space to warrant some of the moves that they made. And I think that they're going to push next year for sure. I think they're going to push just the same as Ottawa's pushing. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they're a couple points off of each other in the standings from the year ends. The Atlantic's going to be a fun division to watch. Yeah. I, I told you guys, I don't love the cop signing. Just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there was enough. Fair of, enough. Uh, I mean, he hasn't had a year with 45 points once yet. So no, exactly. So you're, you're taking a risk on the offense, but at the same time, like cops always been that guy who he plays center and both wings. Mm-hmm. He could kill penalties. He could go on the power play. He could play on your top line as a fill in if you needed him to always. And then he could play a fourth line grinding style playoff performer, playoff performer. He does everything. Do I love the contract just because of the, you know, historical uh, point output? No, but like still pretty good. Mm-hmm. for sure okay yeah I, I think the red wings are a winner for sure i think they're going to be better than last year no doubt and i'll say it here first i think they finish two wins above ottawa and they finish ninth or tenth in the east this year i'm mm-hmm. not going to push playoffs yet i think that's a bit too far for these two mm-hmm. rebuilding teams but i really like detroit and look at their defense I, that's why I, their defense is better than ottawa's yeah. Point blank, cider, dude. They're about to have. Yeah, they've got in two years the uh, best defenseman in the league. You, you think so? First? Cider's oh, going to be one better than McCarr. Number yeah, one, absolutely, absolutely. Not wow. two. Okay, interesting. More of a two-way force. Yeah, I totally forgot. Oli Mata signed there today. Did he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did he just signed there today. One year, two point five. I like that. Yeah, it's a fun young team. Um, my winner for the offseason is a team that didn't really do much in free agency, but they did hand out some extensions. It's Tampa Bay. As they win everything, the in-season, the off-season, the deadline, they win everything. It's so annoying, but I have to give credit where credit is due because they have 13 forwards signed. They have seven defense and two goalies. They have 200K in cap space. They're already set. Their team's done. They don't need to tamper with it anymore. And they've extended their most important players. Sergachev, Cernak, 
Sorelli. Add that to the core that you already have signed, like Stamkos, Braden, Point, Kucherov, and Hagel. Like this team, man. How are you, in, as Ottawa or Detroit, picking Tampa, Florida, Toronto, or Boston to lose? Like uh, Tampa can't be one of them. They're one of the elite teams in the NHL. Today proved it even more. <laughs> Dude, they have their formula. You eat it on your second deal. And they load you up on your third. They promise right? it, and it works out. Chernak, Sorelli, both those guys on their second deals. Everyone, that's it. And right. now, like, it's still good deals, but those guys got paid. Point. Today. Point. It, it goes on and on and on, right? And when you have that winning culture, like, yeah, I would take it. Would you take a pay cut to stay in uh, Tampa? Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Why would how, you not? Like Championship how, team, beautiful place. And you, you don't want to be the first guy to like ditch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking uh, of ditching, thank you, Palat. He, he must have listened to the Paul Shane <laughs> podcast. We asked him not to sign with Tampa, and he's like the only guy in the last few years that have decided to go get paid somewhere else. For yeah, thank no. you. He's not signed yet. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't yeah we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. come back. Yeah, they have two fifty k in cap space. That I've seen shenanigans before here. Someone's um, gonna get mysteriously hurt in the off season. But That's yeah, Tampa. What a W, man. I. They're going to be. First, if not second, in the division next year. I think Florida takes a step back. I see Tampa as the high mark. And that's the winners for all of us have selected the winners of day one. We can go into a bit more winners after we go through the losers, but the losers are kind of more fun to talk about. So, Kai, I'm going to start with you this time. Who is your loser day one? You know, I feel really bad picking on them because... I just do feel bad for them, but it's got to be the Calgary Flames. Yeah, you I look feel at bad how too. you're like, a you, fan that feels bad for the Flames. <laughs> well, no, like I, I feel mm. bad about how it happened because it's like it happened mm. so last minute. Like I don't, it didn't come down to money with Goudreau. If it truly came down to family reasons, I think that's kind of silly. Um, but you know how they've positioned themselves as a franchise the last few seasons have been to go in win now mode, and then you lose the second best player in franchise history. Yeah. He probably is the second best player in franchise history. Yeah. I, th- I think that's fair to say. Maybe, maybe third. Um, but like you can tell that they were just not expecting that news. And then they really could barely do anything today. You can tell by their cap space that they didn't expect that news. And they offered a great offer too, as, as reported, because they have 25 million in cap space yeah. and nothing doing. And questions are going to be raised now in Calgary. It's like, do you just say fuck it and tear it down? Because in that division, do you see them as a top two, top three team right now? Definitely not top two. Vegas is coming back for sure. Um, Oilers are better than them. Yeah. LA with Fiala and all that. For sure. Not even considered the Canucks too. Wow. The Canucks are still in a position where they can push for a spot. I do think, like, you know, they, they they're still like wild card debatable. But then, like, looking at Vancouver, or the Calgary, I think yeah, like you got to rebuild. But dude, Markstrom's only in what year two of that deal? Yeah, Tanev pretty recently signed to full lease Coleman? years. Coleman's yeah. Oh god. So so maybe then- <laughs> maybe they can pivot. Like at this point, who's available other than JT Miller? Well, um, and the thing there is, Kachuk apparently like 
there's a lot of trade smoke with Kachuk. I know yeah, that there's really? always rumors whenever Kachuks are free agents, but it's like, there I think they be. find a way to get that done. Yeah, Braden, you can't think that it's really going to happen, right? They can't lose like, Kudrow and Kachuk. Who, like, where's Kachuk going to go, right? Someone's okay. got to, who's got Tyler, the cap space? Tyler, back? what did you just say? They can't lose Gaudreau and Kachuk. <laughs> there was a famous Clip tweet. There's a famous tweet. <laughs> the Canucks can't lose Markstrom, Stetcher, Tanev, and Toffoli. Can they? Can they? <laughs> and then guess what happened? <laughs> they lost, they lost all, all of them. Yeah. So do I think they could lose Gaudreau and Kachuk? Yeah, very easily. <laughs> Kachuk goes, yeah, I don't like what's happening here. I want out. And they go, fuck. So at that I'm, point, you just go uh, fire sale uh, mode. Yeah. And like, it's a shame. Like, wow. The, the issue, too, I looked at Calgary with is like, they were supposed to always be this like big, heavy team, like, especially like Sutter, the Sutter hiring, right? It's yeah. big grinding. And they, they, they definitely played more into that, yeah. uh, especially after getting Blake Coleman and the Sutter hiring. The Sutter hiring seemed to be a little bit changing of, I don't want to say changing of the guard, but changing the mindset. But even then, remember before, like, it seemed like everyone on that team was fucking sick and tired of Kachuk pulling shit, starting these greasy little, like, you know, battles and stuff. And the team just didn't want to get into it. Like, do you remember the Muzzin puck flip? Yes, I love <laughs> the Muzzin puck flip. No one came to Kachuk's aid on that. It was like, everyone was like, are you fucking kidding me, Matt? Really? You're going to do that right now? Like, we just want to go home. And, like, that's what Kachuk does. That's who you build your team around. So... There's enough pieces there, I think, where Calgary can definitely reposition themselves. But, you know, Kai, you're right in calling them a loser because they haven't. And I, I, I guess, like That's you true. said, too, the timing with Goudreau is what it is. And it's tough to plan when you only find out day of. But they better start repositioning themselves around Kachuk as that being their guy or get rid of him and start the fire sale. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you could do the whole, you know what? I know we don't want to do this, but we have to replace Goudreau with a lesser player. We have Sutter. He's going to be a Sutter boy. We go out there and we sign Nazem Kadri. Like, there's options. And if you do a fire sale, like, you know, the goalies, for whatever reason, seem to be tough to move. If you're the Leafs, you call about Jacob Marks from being available, right? If you're the Leafs, I don't understand why they haven't called about several goalies being available. If you're any team, why don't you call the Flames about those players? Dude, if you're the Ottawa point, Senators, yeah. why are you not calling about Matthew Kachuk? Well, all 31 teams should be calling about Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk is one of the best players in the league, and he's going to be getting paid over $10 million. We all assume, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and we'll see if Calgary's won the pay, right? I don't think they... 11? Well, I, I think that... Because, I mean, they probably budgeted to sign both Kachuk and Goudreau. Yeah. And then now that is not going to sign, they'll just be like, okay, we'll pay Kachuk whatever he wants. Yeah, if he wants the extra million, he gets the extra million. <laughs> like, we they, need to. We need they can't to. lose both. They can't, but it's just like there's been enough smoke. It makes me wonder. I guess yeah. that's the best way of putting it for me. They've definitely been losers for sure. And moving on to losers, Stuart, who is your loser of day one in NHL free agency? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the Las Vegas Golden Knights wow. as a loser. That's right. Um, just because of their terrible asset management. I explain to listeners what happened with Pacioretty. <laughs> they traded Pacioretty today to Carolina for zero, nothing. They got nothing back for a first line winger. Zero things. Yo, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Breaking, breaking news? news. What's up? Johnny Goudreau has signed in Columbus. 
Oof. Way. Wow, live on air. Gaudreau with Columbus. It was reported earlier. Seven today. times 9.8. <laughs> what? 9.8? Well, he took what? a pay cut. He took under 10 and he's in Columbus? <laughs> Dude, that's family. That's family right there. That's why he did it. Uh, Calgary's the biggest loser. Oh, wow. my God. What, what impeccable timing. That was crazy. Oh, that was, that poor was flames. Oh, that hurts. Wow. That's... 7.9.8. What a deal for Columbus. Because if you get him for under 10, that's a steal, to be honest. He's one of the best wingers in the league. Oh, you're laughing. Like the Panarin deal was the benchmark. Anything under Panarin was a good deal. And Panarin's a million and a half more. Almost two million more. God damn. That is that crazy. Is... Who's uh? I can't believe who's Columbus's that. first line now. Boone Jenner, uh, Patrick Line, and Johnny Gaudreau. Line and Gaudreau together. I don't even understand that. Like, oh, his family is not from it's Columbus. Messy. What does that have to do with family? Yeah, his area. family was closer to New Jersey, right? Yeah, that was, but that's that not too really far. It's the same. Like, he's Ohio, from New Jersey. Yeah, but you don't think New Jersey offered at least that? Yeah, but it's not Calgary and. Like the distance there. I don't know, man. I guess he likes Columbus more a... than. If you look at rosters, would you not rather be I'd... with the Devils organization? I'd rather I would be on think... New Jersey. So uh, he <laughs> apparently took less money than the Flames offered and foregoed that extra year. Right. That's. There's got to be other stuff going on behind the scenes. There has to be. Well, like, he I've must have just I've really not wanted to play in Calgary. Cole Sillinger is going to be pretty nasty, actually. That centerman, but like, Borchek. Wow. Suddenly, Columbus is right up there too, like in battling for that eighth playoff spot. They're never scared of making a big move, eh? No, they aren't. There was a Duchesne only three years ago. They made that big splash. They trade for Duchesne to Zingle at the same I deadline. That. Duchesne played in Columbus. Yeah, on the last year that Panarin and Bobrovsky were both there. They're like, well, we're <laughs> going for it. Let's might might as well. Yeah, yeah. I respect the shit out of it. Oh, that's so good. I can't wow. believe that. They need a center. And oh, can you think of any good centers that you could have to play with Johnny Gaudreau? If you can get JT Miller <laughs> in Columbus. They, they've been in the talks. They've been in discussion. They need one. Like looking at their centers, Boone Jenner, Gustav Nyquist, like Jack Rosovic, though he's been good. Cole Sillinger, Texier, no, Brennan Gaunt. That's like, not bad at all. They Columbus need a top winner. Center. Columbus winner of day one for sure. That's crazy. Uh, well, I don't know how much space they're gonna have now because Cap Friendly hasn't updated yet. Get on the game, Cap Friendly. <laughs> it, it's been a, it's been like two minutes now. Get on um, the but they have they're gonna have like three million in cap after Goudreau. But they have D that they want. Like they've been talking about them moving out D as well. Yeah, they have a good enough team if they sign if they trade like enough cap space to get Miller back or like they add one more forward. I I'm not, I'm not taking Columbus lightly next year. I'm really not, especially with Goudreau at it. That is a huge ad. Wow. Wernski, Gabranson, Gavrikov, Bogfist, Jake Bean, Adam Peak. Or if Andrew only they didn't Pintari. have Gabranson. I don't hate yeah. that decor if Gabranson's sheltered properly on your bottom pair though. Yep. I just don't like the cap space allocation, yeah, but you're right. Specialist. As a number five, like he's not a bad defenseman to have in your bottom pair. And Stuart, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Chuck. No, I deserve to be interrupted. Yeah. Um, Vegas, I guess. Yeah, they're losers for sure. 
Yeah, basically, they're just losers because they <laughs> traded Pacioretty for nothing. Uh, they traded Flurry for nothing the year before. Uh, to get Pacioretty, they traded Nick Suzuki, a second, oh. and Thomas Tatar. Oh. And to get Tatar, they traded a first, a second, and a third. So now all of that is just for nothing because oh God. they got nothing for it. Um, I just had a friend message me about the Pacioretty deal saying that she's going to buy a Las Vegas jersey that just says considerations on the back. <laughs> so respect to that. That's I can't believe their asset management is that bad. And like, if they had to do that, why'd they do that now? Like, if I was Vegas, I'd be looking to like get off of William Carlson's deal first before Pacioretty to try to keep Pacioretty to keep so the cap space. 100%. Yeah, but it's still like... <laughs> I don't know. Like they could have played Stevenson in second line center. Mm-hmm. They played him at top line center they, for they a whole year. Top line center all last yeah, year. True. So they could have been Eichel Stevenson at center, and then William Carlson would have gotten them under the cap. You know what though? People go and they got nothing back. They didn't get nothing back. They got stuff back. They got, back. Yeah, they got the most important thing in the NHL. Cap space, but like, yeah. why are they trading Pacioretty to re-sign Riley Smith? Right. It's yeah. bad asset management, but they got the most important thing in the NHL. <laughs> it only cost them on ice production. Yeah. They still need to sign three forwards. Now they can. Maybe. So I guess you're right. Like they needed to do it. Absolutely. They out could of have necessity. just not signed Riley Smith. But like I said, <laughs> they could have just not signed Riley Smith for $5 million wow. and been in the same situation, been in a slightly better situation than they are now. Mm-hmm. And got to keep Pacioretty, who is better than Riley Smith. Man, that team is going to be so bad in like three years. Oh, they're they're be terrible. They, they won't. They're going to do what I do in NHL franchise. They're going to keep trading next year's first, and it won't matter because they just keep getting <laughs> new players that are really good. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when you trade your like twenty fifty first in like twenty twenty five, and then like you have like no first round picks for ten years, but it's okay because like you're just stacked ninety overall players that you traded them all for. It's yeah. gonna be them. It they do kind of play it like a video game. It does. Here's four first round picks. I don't give a fuck because they're going to be in the late twenties. Yeah, that's fair. Wow, what losers! Um, <laughs> and speaking of losers, Toronto Maple Leafs, man. Holy shit! I don't need to say it like everyone else has said it. I, the goalie situation has been talked about at nauseum. Everyone knows that. Yeah, it it kind of sucks, but it has some upside. Samsonov, Murray, we'll see what happens. I'm truly disappointed in calling them losers because of their their forward group and their defense group. They did not improve their team at all outside of maybe goaltending, having a chance of getting better. How did they go into this offseason, address their goaltending situation and think, let's run it back with the forward and defense group that couldn't get it done? I just don't understand how this team is number two in the odds to win the cup when each year it seems inevitable as a Leafs fan that they're not getting out of the first round unless some miracle happens. Like, holy shit, you're playing Tampa or Florida next year in the first round. If not, it's Boston or something. Can we please, for the love of God, add some secondary scoring? I don't understand what's going on. I wanted Miller. I wanted a big splash. I have faith in Dubas and want him to stay. Mm-hmm. But every day people are like, this is Dubas's last chance. He's out. And every day I'm getting closer and closer to agreeing with everyone. 
Yeah, I mean, if anything, they kind of lost some secondary scoring, right? Like with well, Mikheyev. That's it. They no. lost it. The Engvall's an RFA still. Like Engvall and Mikheyev were yeah. two thirds of their third line. Yeah, Engvall's back. I'm. I'm also. I Engvall took a step two at the end of the year. So let's see how he does next year. And you got Nick Robertson, who's going to be on the team. Yeah, Matt Nice is going to come up. Like you can't immediately because he still has to close out his college. But you got Robertson, who's going to be there. So I don't think it's like you lost completely, and it's just these scrub AHLers that are coming up to cover for those guys. So legitimate NHL prospects that deserve a shot are strong players. And, you know, you're saying they need more secondary scoring. And then the next one is you say they need to go get JT Miller. That's not secondary scoring. Yeah. Like That's a guy who's produced more than Mitch Marner in the last two years combined. Okay, yeah, but that's, you know, adding primary scoring is one step better than adding secondary scoring. They yeah, didn't even do down, secondary right? scoring. Right? But, yeah, exactly. Like now Nylander is your fifth best forward opposed to your fourth. So that, that didn't happen. No, but then at the same time, I guess it's like, what was the area of concern? It wasn't the forwards, it was the goaltending. I guess so. And, but that's what everyone's talking about. But for me, as a Leafs fan, what I really was hoping is that they would address their forwards because it's, it's hidden behind the fact that they have Tavares, Nylander, Matthews, and Martyr, all amazing forwards. But behind that, like you said, Brayden, if it's not Angle taking a huge step, their secondary scoring is camp. Kerfoot and then Robertson and Nyes. Like, I'm sorry, that's not good enough for me for the team that's supposed to be the favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference. That's Kerfoot not good be, enough. Well, Kerfoot is legitimate secondary scoring. Like, he gets a lot of shit. Kerfoot's legitimate mm-hmm. secondary scoring. 40 Absolutely. 50 player, but it's secondary. Yeah. You yes. gotta Angle compare to it. Me, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Should be that. Yeah. Robertson, to me, again, should be that. Conf, that guy's never scored more than 10 goals in his career except this season. Expect that regression. That's a fourth line defensive specialist, specialist center, not a 15 goal score. Mm-hmm. Right. So Com's going to take that big step back. There goes that secondary scoring. Where are you replacing that? Like who's Blackwell's gone. Who's their fourth line going into next year? It's not great. It's um. well, I honestly think it's better than last year's fourth line, but their third line is taking the big hit. Because now they call? have Abe Kubel and Gadet on the fourth line, which is oh, okay. Oh, fantastic. Abe Kubel is a great bet. God, that's not even, I don't even know if he's a fourth line. I feel bad for that guy because that's a player who should have hit and he was rushed into the NHL. But I don't know if I love him on my fourth line because you need defensively responsible players there. Yeah. And he's all offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he'll be like an injury fill-in yeah. guy yeah. to play on power play. And also like our fourth line includes Clifford and Simmons who are not everyday players. So it's a lot of shuffling at the bottom of the lineup. They should go get the best fourth liner in the league. Which is? Tyler Mott. I would love them to get Tyler Mott. I think Tyler Mott's great. He's going to be 2.5, though. It's a little too yeah, pricey. too pricey. Them. But, Braden, my point in them being losers is, like you're kind of pointing out, each move is defensible. Like, Abe Kubel, I like that move. Um, there's no one move they made that I didn't, like, see the need for or like. But as a whole, it's underwhelming when you're the second favorite to win the yeah. cup and you haven't gone out of the first round since 2004. I completely see why everyone's shitting on them. And at this point, Dubas is totally putting his job on this team that at this point is not better than last year's team. And that's crazy disappointing as a Leafs fan because each year, July 1st, he's improved. Dubas made his bet. I, he's yeah. gone after this year and he's riding his Toronto Maple Leafs career on the back of Matt Murray. We'll see how it goes. The Samsung's a good deal. Matt Murray is what's going to define Toronto. Kyle Dubas is legacy in Toronto. 
And to a lesser extent that no one's talking about, it's going to be when the top line can't score three goals a playoff game. What's going to happen with that third line that right now is one of the worst third lines. Let's I'll be honest in the league. Yeah, but who knows, right? Because there's still so much time left in the offseason. Lots of time left. This is July 13th. But for sure, it's day one of free. Bigger steps weren't taken. Can we move to my loser of the day? Yes. Yeah. All right, my loser of the day is going to be the loser of the season and the loser for the next little bit till the general manager is fired. Who? Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah, they fucking suck. Holy shit. <laughs> they suck. They suck. Why are they losers? The, what's the first move that they made today? I don't know. It was a buyout. Fine. Oh, Did right. Buyout? Oscar Limbaum. Oh, yeah. You know, the cancer survivor. <laughs> the guy who's still undergoing treatment bye that Oscar we need to just free recovery. up some cap space oh who are you going to go get uh, Tony D'Angelo Justin they swapped Braun. out noted cancer warrior for noted locker room cancer tweet that <laughs> Braden oh my god tweet that like I don't want to make light of you know Limbaum's uh, you know fight there through that you know it's always dumb that it's uh you know you're fighting it, or that you uh, you beat it. Anyways, um, it's just I. That was so fucking good. That was a really good one. <laughs> I can't it's, believe that. It's a lack of a plan. Philadelphia doesn't have a plan, so they pull that bullshit. They go give Tony D what five mil? Yep, for two years. Okay, so then today, what do they go do? Uh, well, they go out and they get uh, who are the two players that they signed to those? Braun and Delorier. Braun and Delorier. For listeners who don't know who that is, it doesn't matter. They suck. They suck. Like, it's terrible deals. And, like, Delorier got the Tucker Pullman special, 4 by 2 Pullman's 4 by 25 but still, like, it's too much charm for those players. Delorier's a terrible player. 31, not much upside of getting better. Nope, yeah. and that was Rasmus Ristolainen's partner, or one of the guys he played with, sorry, and uh, he's a four, it's not partner, but, like, it, they play together in Buffalo, and their stats together are terrible when they're on the ice together. Like they're not good players. First the line, and he gives them five point five, garbage yeah. player. And then so you hand out bad contracts going into the day. You have bad contracts on the day of with huge term, and then you were one of the favorites to go sign Johnny Gaudreau. He come so he could come back to where he grew up. Oh, you know he comes out. We're out of cap space. We we won't be going after Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, are you not, kidding me? Not ideal. Are you kidding me? Like, there's no plan. There's not like, you know, I saw one tweet and it was like, you know, most of the time you have to get rid of your high draft picks or, you know, your good draft picks to get rid of your bad contracts. So you don't have to be a bad team anymore. Right. The issue with the Flyers is that they gave up their high draft picks to get bad players in order to become a bad team. Yeah, there's really no way to slice it in a good scenario. Like, I can't be Mr. Optimistic. No one can. This team stinks. They're terrible. Dude, there's a reason that Claude Giroux, career Philadelphia Flyer, wanted out. Yeah. Right? And it's not even that he wanted he was going to be eh, like okay with it and just ride out as not being complaint. He's done. He's gone. Adding torts is their biggest addition this offseason. Yeah, Let's and that's a move, info. like I said, like I like it in a vacuum and that I think that's kind of the type of coach that they need. But at the time I said, it's scary because that indicates that I called it, right? I said that indicates that they're going to try and be competitive. 
do any of the moves today to you signify that they're willing to take a step back and rebuild? Well, have you seen their decor now? It's Provorov, Ristolainen, D'Angelo, Sanheim, Braun, and Ellis are their six defensemen. That's so not good. Yeah. Provorov okay, is the only defenseman that would be playing. really good like two years ago. Yeah. Even with D'Angelo, like as much as he gets, oh, he's a shitty guy, but he's great, you know, offensive defenseman. You look at his defensive stats. Terrible. He pretty much, dude, it's not even like terrible in that, like, oh, he's bad, but he makes up for it offensively. No, Barely like, does. Yeah. No, it's a net zero. Like, he's that bad. Yeah. Like, you take him off the power play, and he's not worth putting in your lineup. Nope. And even with the power play, it's a net zero, right? So, okay, so we can essentially just say that nothing happens when he's on the ice. It's not nothing happens. A lot of goals happen one way or the other. Yeah. But it's just, it's terrible. Like, no plan, no foresight, just, you know, it, it seems like they're just flying at the seat of their pants. Well, and their fans are not happy. Their fans are pissed yeah, off. Yeah, because they're smart people. They know that their team shit. Yeah, like, and of all places to have a shit team, I would bet a lot of money that even game one, if they're losing by two goals, you're going to hear the boo birds coming down. And you're going to hear it all season long because Philadelphia will not tolerate this shit management. I think you're right. I think this GM fired within a year. Is that what he you said? Won't be because he's think, just hired. No. Really? They need to do that. Oh, yeah, they, they need to. They like need within to. Within a year, you get yeah. five years as a GM. That's true. Everyone Unless you're Paul in Minnesota, <laughs> or Nashville's GM, who has been their GM since you know they, they became started. Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and David Poyer is a good GM. Like that's the difference. Yeah, he's really good. How many teams in the league point? are worse than Philadelphia? Zero. Like in terms of the roster or like the future, because like Arizona's bad, but like oh yeah, Arizona seem to be yeah. on the up and up for Arizona. I'd uh, say Arizona. Give, give me worse. outlook. Just give me outlook. Not like this season alone, Arizona's worse, but no outlook one. for the team. No is one, because it, it's just Philadelphia at the bottom. Yeah, because there's no plan. Like at least with Arizona, you're rebuilding. Who would there's you rather no have, Chicago or, or Philly? That's hard because both of those are in the shitter. Chicago. Right? If you asked that, if Chicago. you asked that last week, it was easily Chicago. I I would of... rather take Chicago just in that. I now, still think you're right. He's on the dollar for rebuilding. Yeah, but they're still rebuilding and they have a plan. They actually are trying to go for Bedard. Where Philly's kind of like, yeah. oh, we're we're gonna see, dude. Chicago's both. gonna have him or they're gonna have Bedard or Mitchkov. Yeah, right. Plus they like, can trade Patrick Kane whenever they want if they want dude. to. You can move Kane. You can move Taze. We look at those signings today at Anas and Thaza CU. And uh, who's the other guy they picked up today? Uh, uh, Max Domi. Max Domi, yeah. Cool. Play him on top, top line. Pump their value trade at that deadline. You're welcome. Yeah. Here's a second, maybe a first. To wrap winners and losers, winners, we have Penguins. We have Tampa Bay. We have Calgary. And who did she have pick up as a winner, Brayden? Ottawa. Wait, it was Calgary. Oh, no. Cal- Calgary, Calgary was a loser. There. That's right. Sorry. What am I doing? Detroit. 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 My bad. And losers. You're right. Calgary. Loser. Vegas. Loser. Toronto. Loser. Philly. Philly. Obviously. You're a loser. You're a loser. Um, Okay. So moving on from winners and losers. Is there any team or any players we want to take us a little jab at or talk about before we go into? Um, Should we do a Kadri prediction? It could be out of date. What are we thinking? Let's do it. What are we thinking, Kadri? I'm thinking. You guys discuss. I'll be right back. I'm thinking money is going to be everything. At least 
8.25. Mm-hmm. And I can see it up to nine. And then I think term is going to be like five, six. five or six. I was going to say, I was yeah. going to say six would be my guess. Yeah. I think 8.5 by six. That's my, that's my guess. And are we thinking like, it's going to be teams who missed out on Goudreau? Yeah. Be. So, I don't see New Jersey loving Kadri because they do have two centers already. Yeah. In Islanders. For sure. Islanders would probably be great for Kadri. He is an uh, Islander set player. Yeah. I think the Habs. Yeah, I'm still considering the Habs for Kadri. Mm-hmm. Tyler did bring up an interesting thing there, though. <clears throat> like, if if Calgary turns around right now, resigns Kachuk, I wonder if they would take a swing at him. I could see I don't Seattle. S- Really, yeah, Seattle would be cool. I'd like to see it. Yeah, He'd be their first line Seattle center. Would, yeah, yeah. I think that would be jumping the gun with Seattle. I think they should suck for another year or two. They should, but I could see them doing it. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, like I would have said Boston before, but with Krejci no. and Bergeron back, I don't think so. Uh, LA, maybe. No, yeah. they got the well. No, because that puts Byfield the fourth line. Hmm. So. Not them. St. Louis is set, I think, on their centers. Rangers could, were the big one, but yeah, I think could the Anaheim. Anaheim? I don't. Th- no, I don't think so because they want to rebuild, right? Well, it they're getting like pretty it, close yeah. to being done. I'd argue Anaheim's getting pretty close to being done to rebuild. I think they need another year. Brutal. Yeah, but if you just have push. a year with Kadri and he's, they're bad, then the next year they can start pushing. That's not the worst thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Know, it's it's interesting because like. With Trocheck gone today, like that reduced the amount of teams, right? For Nas, like by a significant bit there. Yeah. Because Trocheck's done with Rangers. Dallas, maybe? For seven years, right? Trocheck got. Yeah. Uh, yes. Seven by 5.6, I think it was. Something like that. 5.5. I, I like that deal. 5.5, yeah. How old is he? 29? Yeah, 29. Fine deal. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there's just Ryan Strom and Nas Mikaji left. Those are like the biggest two names for centers. Yeah, we'll see. Um, th- do you guys want to uh, see the Stahl brothers in Florida? Did you see that the yeah. they signed the PTO? Eric Stahl did, and Mark Stahl signed with Florida. I like it. A couple Why of not? old Ontarians heading down to Florida to retire. They clearly they like the, uh, yeah, they clearly like the veteran leadership down there. Yeah. You have to get Jordan. Yes, make you, sure yeah, you get him. Like, come on, it, it has to happen. It feels unfair to have one brother not there. Yeah, get them all. Get all the brothers. Get all the brothers that play in the NHL. <laughs> get all the stalls. Get all the Sioux bands. Uh, get the Kachucks. Do you guys think the Leafs do anything before? Like the season starts, or is this kind of the yeah. makeup of their team? Do you think they make I, a big swing to improve their team? I think Muslin's gone. You think they make a trade, eh? I think Muslin's gone. Um, and I think we'll see bottom six pieces coming back in return. I'd be disappointed if this if we see this team right now, the team first day of the regular season. To be honest, I want a slightly more optimistic future. Please. Please. I would be worried about trading Muzzin though. Like that's a big part of your core. Ugh. Is there any other hockey things you guys want to talk about before we hop into Love Corner? 
JT Miller. <laughs> if he's not traded by the 15th or 16th, I'm worried. I'm already worried. How would you guys feel about him making it to camp and playing in the start of the season? Because Stuart and I started started talking about this last year. It's not good news. It's we don't not think. good. Your leverage is gone. You cannot. Well, your leverage is and isn't gone because if I'm a team trading for JT Miller, I'm going, you need to get him because, you know, you need to trade us to him for nothing because you got to trade him. He's leaving at the end. And if I'm no. the Canucks, I say there's 30 other teams in the NHL that want JT Miller pay up. Yeah. So I'm not sure why there is such like a difference between what the Canucks think that they should get and what other teams are willing to pay. But I think that the Canucks can't go in with it next year just because I know them. And if there's even a fucking chance that they're going to make the playoffs, <laughs> they're not going to trade them. No, but then the news that and the Canucks today. are going to be good enough to at least hang. Like they're going to be like hanging around. Like they're not going to immediately be out of the playoff race. They will yeah. not be eliminated from the playoffs until game 76 at least. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like they're gonna they're gonna have a shot, right? Mm -hmm. That the names most recently isn't Miller, but OEL and Garland. If they could get rid of OEL, that'd be awesome. Well, that's the thing. Okay, would you be okay with signing Miller to like some eight year fucking you know eight million whatever big big fucking deal if OEL is gone? Uh, (laughs) I would rather pay Miller that than OEL. I'm not saying would you rather pay. I'm saying if you were able to move OEL, would you be okay with signing Miller to that deal? No, because we'd still be short of defense. Right. Right. And then you got out of sweetener. So if the sweetener is the same thing as Arizona, you got to move Garland with OEL to resign Miller. Are you okay with that? That'd be pretty funny if that I think Garland's out. I do think Garland's out, which is a shame because I like that player a lot. Yeah. Um, and you I know just... what to be fair to OEL though? Yeah. I still think he's a good top four defenseman. It's just he can't carry the pairing anymore. He needs, you know, he needs that Eric Chernak with him. For sure. Yeah, I agree. eh? So it's tough. That's a tough one. Um, Just because, like, I would like to see OEO gone. And I think the Canucks, if they were able to keep Miller, their top nine, like their top three lines, very good. Very good. You could put Miller down on center as the third line center. Dude, I was looking at projections today. Like, given the depth, you know, the signings today and all that stuff, like, we know people are going to move. Right now, it's Buck Colson and Hoglander as your fourth-line wingers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think Pearson's the biggest shoe-in to be gone. Um, but beyond that, I honestly think anything's on the table. And I know how stubborn Rutherford is. I, he will bring back Miller. If, but he like, wanted he to move like Miller it. at the deadline. It was awkward that said no. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah. I want to hear a percent chance out of a hundred that Miller is on the Canucks to start the season from you guys. Uh, I think 40% at the time at the start of the off season, I would say 5%. Right. Last week, I would say 10%. Now I'm saying like 30, I'm saying like a one in three chance. I'm thinking 40 to 45. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, man. I just wanted to see the trade. Uh, we all did, but the market changed. Like that's the issue. The connection is totally holding changed. on to the market that was in yeah. January. And if I'm anyone else, I'm going Alex fucking to just got traded for, you know, a seventh Trent overall in a mad draft yeah. and a second round pick in a mad draft. Why the, f- you know, he scored 40 goals. Is JT Miller scored 40 goals. 
I'm going with the age difference, points. the contract, like it's pretty clear that Debrinket has more value objectively than Miller. Mm-hmm. I don't think the value is that far He apart, should, but he but should have like have more. Yeah. But Miller's a center. So we cannot oh, wait till we're God. right that he gets traded to the Penguins. Let's go. That would be awesome. I can't believe Frank, like, uh, Frank Sarah Spaghetti. What Sounds like Johnny Goudreau left somewhere between 15 to $17.5 million on the table in Calgary. What? Wow. Oof. Just remember that Could the it, Flyers had enough cap space for Rasmus. Do Americans actually just hate playing in Canada? Could yeah. it have been like, the is there something? Is there really something to that? Yeah, they do. Why but do Americans funny. love America so much? You make more money playing in Canada. That's the funny thing. Yeah. I just I honestly don't understand it. Like Miller's like, oh, I want to go play in America. Like it sounds like the Kachucks have had difficulty with their negotiations with their Canadian teams. Then you look mm-hmm. at Goudreau here. He's talking about going to go home to family, but then he signs in Ohio, which is not where it's closer. Family. That's closer than it's closer in Canada. It's closer, but you got to wonder how much of a factor COVID played into everything because it's and been COVID so difficult. Role. They say taxes play a role, but like we've seen that really the breakdown doesn't change that much. And like you have more buying power in Canada because you're paying American dollars. Um, Just and like end of the day, during the season, you spend most of your time in the States anyways. I think the biggest thing is the coverage. Coverage? Yeah. Like coverage of what? Oh, just, like news coverage. Okay. Not even just news, but like, you know, players say like when BXO went to Anaheim, like, him and Cass were like, it's amazing that like, A, you're in fucking California, so it's beautiful weather, but you could go to the grocery store and no one like malls you. Like, it's just, you're, you're out for groceries. No one knows who you are. It doesn't it's matter like people, what like, market you are. You're getting mauled man, in public. Okay. It's not like it's like soccer in Italy though. Like, I feel like Canadians are a little bit more tame. Like I've seen Canucks players out and about all the time. Even as like a little kid, I never even bothered them. Yeah. But yeah, maybe you didn't, but for sure they're getting. I saw Connor Brown as a leaf walking around with a coffee in his hand in Toronto, yeah. and you yeah. know he's just walking most around. you would say is like, hey, like I've seen Brock Besser at work so many times, and like I've never said anything about him being a Canuck. No, but you're at work. Like every time those I guys guess. go out, you can guarantee that they're being approached by somebody. Aren't you so and so, dude? You say that. Do you remember when Jim Benning went to the grocery store after he got back from out of country, and it was like. 13 days after co or out of his quarantine and not 14 days and people were taking pictures oh, yeah. of him at the grocery store and tweeting it being like why is jim out before his two weeks are up uh, for sure <laughs> hey well fair enough fair enough why was he out he was allowed to i think it's such bullshit and it's not bullshit i don't think it's not real i think it's real that american players don't want to play in canada i think it's such bullshit reasoning to say Oh, I'm scared of the media. Like you're an yes. NHL hockey player. You're one of the most world-class athletes Literally. in the world. Can you have some balls to play for a team that has more than three and people covering you? The media is generally quite respectful because like they want the ability to interview these players. It like no one. Where you are. You, you say it that, does then, depend like, where you are. Like, like Steve Simmons. Okay. Well, Steve Simmons is like an idiot and he's such an <laughs> outlier. If you look at like the average Toronto Leafs reporter, they're super respectful of the players. We're talking Chris Johnson. Like, like those people are so respected by the players. Yeah. 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 Like constant, right? Like, and it's, it's, it's more not like tabloid questions. journalism. Like it is for other major sports like MLB, NFL, NBA, which are all American markets. Mm-hmm. 
Those are all tabloid journalisms. And you get it in some U.S. markets, though, too, right? Like, the Rangers have Larry Brooks. Like, that's a yes. tabloid. That's New York Post. Like, that's a tabloid newspaper. For sure. I, but I, I, just, just... I just don't understand the argument. Sure, there's more pressure playing in a Canadian market just because more people watch the sport. But is that really a negative for you that people exactly. like to watch me play hockey? Well, oh, the arena is really market. loud and passionate. Oh, How yeah. terrible. We thought Eckhart right? Larson like, wanted to go to Vancouver because he wanted more media. Right, he wanted people to be more like into it, which makes sense, dude. You're in fucking Arizona, but there's a world of a difference between Vancouver and Montreal or Toronto. Even well, I mean that's not what people generally say, but I think there is right when you look at like really. I think when we look at Toronto or not Toronto, but the Canadian teams, people say Canada. I think they're speaking primarily of Toronto and Montreal because those are the big two. And What's it's not the third even biggest Montreal, team in Canada? It's fucking Toronto, and then. Montreal way down there and then the rest of the teams like Toronto is the hub and that's what people mean I think like people don't want to play in Toronto mm-hmm. I, I hear that way I, more I, w- I wouldn't dis- I wouldn't discount Montreal it's Montreal yeah like it's, it's Montreal's the greatest Montreal's franchise huge. in the history of the sport yeah, yeah. Um, it is the greatest franchise in the history of sport but as far as coverage goes there is 10 times more Leafs coverage than Montreal coverage. I don't know about that. I think the issue there is that you just don't see as much of the Montreal because it's half we, of it is in English and the other half is in French. French. We don't follow the French stuff. Yeah. That's so true. Montreal has that coverage. Yeah. But then, you know, I guess we could say Big Spender and like I, I kind of grade the markets, right? In, in Canada, I think when people refer to Canada, they're talking Toronto, Montreal. That's in a tier of its own. The next tier to me is Vancouver and Calgary. And to me, Edmonton's, if you're like looking Edmonton's at Canada, really that's a sweet spot, right? Because yeah. they can pay. It's a nice place to live. Mm-hmm. And it's not as bad. They're not going to be as on you. Edmonton, we know. A, it's a shithole. B, that media is aggressive. <laughs> They're on you. So, yeah, they'll pay, but it's a shithole. And, like, you, media, like, and then Ottawa, Winnipeg, like, sorry. It's tiny markets. They're cold as fuck. And they don't pay a lot. It's, just, it's a tough draw to play in Winnipeg, man. Yeah, man. I don't and Edmonton, do too. Yeah, dude, you're being a wine and dine at fucking. Well, Joey. I mean, at least Edmonton, they have McDavid, right? Like, that's, that's the biggest, that's, <laughs> that's the best it. sales pitch you could ever ask for, right? Yeah, Joey, it sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a high class restaurant, man. <laughs> Braden, get down to where a lot of stuff oh, happen from Joey. Actually, oh. Braden, cause, just because you brought up the wine and dine, um, did you know that Blue Water Cafe and um, like Elisa, the steakhouse? They're both owned by the Aquilinis. Yeah, that's why Aqua takes <laughs> the agents there all the time. It's so I didn't actually realize that. I've just realized that that's it. he takes them there because he owns it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a flex. <laughs> it's being like, hey, yeah, I own the steakhouse. You, you can come here for free whenever you want. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Anyhow, shall we move on down to the love section? Yeah, let's do it. We're moving down to where everyone can learn a little thing about love. It's Brayden's love corner. Brayden, how'd you do this week at looking for love? We've got a lot of updates from this past week. Like anything optimistic or? Let me tell my stories. Okay. So let's start with Friday night. Let's start with Friday night. You guys remember too, the story of my failed date from last week, right? When I asked a girl out, she said, absolutely. Was super excited. Was flirting heavily. Gave me her phone number and then just didn't text me. Because you went to the bathroom for 40 minutes, right? I had to puke. Okay, so here's what happened. Um, uh, So we'll start with last Friday. It's Friday. I'm hanging out. 
me and a buddy are drinking and uh, our one friend was supposed to come over. He goes, Hey, there's a party going on over here. Do you want to come? Absolutely. Now, when I go to parties, I come in hot or I come in cold. There's no medium to me. You guys have seen me come in hot. Yeah, I've seen you come in flaming hot a few times with uh, no shirt, a captain's hat on. Yeah, I came into that party like a fucking sun. I came in hot. Like, it was show. Um, didn't realize how drunk I was until I got out of the car and started walking the front door. And I went, oh, I'm tuned. Uh, proceeded mm. to spill half a bottle of vodka on their pizza. Oops, sorry, guys. Uh, jumped in the pool, came out. Um, had a friend there who was trying to set me up with her friend. We weren't compatible to start with, like just talking to her. Cause like I kept it together enough at the start to be respectful, not compatible. So then I kind of just let loose and like got a little crazy. All good. Met a cool British kid. Loved them. Uh, his name's George. Shout out to George. He was in it a lot and we gave him his first shotgun. Apparently they don't shotgun in England. Is there um, love in this story or is it just you growing out? Yeah. So I texted the girl from last week at like three in the morning when I was tuned as fuck. Right, and that went well. And what'd you say? Dude, she answered. What? <laughs> I asked her to come out, and she goes, I can't, like, I'm too hungover. And I go, oh, you owe me, then I expect to see you out next week, or tomorrow night, on Saturday night, at the bar. Oh, fuck yeah, there you go. No answer. I went, ah, whatever. She said, I She. Yeah. It's, like, three in the morning. Like She's probably in bed, like, whatever. So, uh, wake up the next day. Your boy drank his water, so no hungover. Um, there you go. Hang out, play my round, shot a 91. Uh, shout out to the kid for his golf game improvement. That's pretty good. I was happy. Very respectable. Actually, I wasn't happy. I, I fucked up. I could have shot 89, but I screwed up my last hole and hit double. Anyhow, so go to the bar and I text this girl. I go, hey, you should come out tonight. And uh, no answer. This is, this is weird. Whatever. Maybe she maybe she's just having like an 18-hour nap. I don't know. So go to the bar. It's me and two of my guy buddies. So we're out, you know, we're drinking, we go to this pool bar and it's like oddly dead. Like normally this place, it's Riley's in Oshawa. Riley's is normally pretty good on Saturday nights and it's dead. There's no ladies to talk to. I'm like, fuck, it was a boring night, whatever. I'll just drink with the boys, play some pool. And then for whatever reason, at like one in the morning, it just gets lit. And Riley's has like a club in the basement. So normally it dies out at that point because everyone moves from the bar down to the club because it opens up. But for whatever reason, the bar itself like just opened up. So a bunch of people showing up like my brother shows up i'm like oh so cool like mitch is here so uh you know we're all hanging out there's like random like sections of girls we're talking to so i'm at the bar i'm getting a drink and this blonde girl walks by and i look at her and she's like looking at me she's kind of walking towards me she goes hey brayden i go what the fuck it's the girl from last week she came out to the bar right and i go what the fuck why do you text me you're coming and she's like oh i wasn't planning on coming my friends brought me out mm-hmm. like okay like ouch thought you're coming for me but whatever no biggie she's being a little colder i think it's because she's like sober and i'm like tuned right like last time we were talking she was uh sober and i'm sure or drunk and i'm sure it's a little awkward seeing me after like kind of goes to me on the on the on the things but like whatever that's like that's i didn't make a joke i didn't bring it up like whatever i was just like you know trying to have a good time so like we were talking a bit like it was chill but like she wasn't nearly as flirty so i don't fucking know anyhow so she's like oh i can meet my friends i'm like okay and this is where it gets spicy I go over and she goes, I'm here with two girls. One of them's gone right now. So I sit down. There's this blonde girl on the couch. And she, this woman's like a 20 out of 10, like stunning. Um, so like Zach okay. Wilson's mom type. Yeah, so even better. <laughs> so just, just listen to this. So I go, oh, like, hey, how's it going? Because I'm good. Like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm Braden. She goes, oh, like, I'm, you know, so-and-so. I go, oh, cool. This is my brother. She goes, oh, cool. Like, my sister's here. We're twins. I go, yeah, we're twins, too. 
She goes, really? I go, yeah, we are not twins. He's two years younger than me. I got like 30 pounds on the kid. Like we look nothing alike. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she like I can see she's kind of confused. I go, sorry, what's your name? She goes, tells me your name again. So and so. Your sister's name, and she tells me your sister's name. So and so so. And I go, what's your last name? She gives me her last name, and I go, did you go to Ottawa for school? She goes, yeah. I go, did you go to Carleton? She goes, yeah. And I go, were you in? And we'll just insert the name of the organization here. And she goes, yeah. And I go, I know exactly who you are. My ex-girlfriend. The sorority for those wondering. Yeah. I go, my ex-girlfriend was in that one there. Uh, you know, you're big. I'm best friends with your big. Uh, I, I won't say the names on here, but tall redhead friend of mine. That's in a sorority. It's her little or former little. We'll get into that. But I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I know you guys. And she goes, oh, my God, like, no fucking way. Her sister comes over and she goes, this is. You know, this is Braden. Like he dated, like, you know, he, she says who I dated. Um, so here's the issue there. They hate my ex-girlfriend. So do I. Nah, she's a great woman. Um, but <laughs> I'm not gonna get into out of respect for people's personal situations here. I won't get into why they hate her, but they do not like her. Um, like at all. Like they just Is there like a quick rundown you can add to it without doing super specific stuff or They pulled some racist stuff and got called out on it. Is is the most I'll get into it. We are an okay. anti-racist podcast. Brady. We are. Yeah. So, I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> oh come on, we don't use names on this pod. Cut oh, that. sorry. Cut I'll that. Cut it. Anyhow. Oops. So, my bad. All good. So, uh, you know, I'm part of me is going, oh, these are like not great people, and the other me is, I'm like, oh, you know what this means? Like, I have a shot. Like. They can't like I'm better than them. Like they're racist. Like they can't say I'm I, I'm bad. I I would not go for it. But then listen to this. It gets crazier. So like she goes. Uh, she tells me she goes. I used to date, and she says this other guy. So her big that I'm friends with. She used to date her boyfriend's best friend, and this guy's beautiful. Like I love the kid. Like fantastic guy. I told her I go. You don't talk shit about that guy. She goes. I won't. But he broke my heart. I go. Ah, my ex broke mine. And me just saying that made them go. Oh, like cool. Like. We're cool with this guy. Like they were kind of iffy. It seems when I mentioned I dated this girl, but when I said that she broke my heart, like they're like, "Oh, cool, we can relate to this guy." Not at all. Like I've got her back when it comes to like those two, but like whatever. So I'm talking with them, and like, all right, and then night she goes, "Oh, like here's my snap." You know, the hot blonde goes, the nice hot blonde. The sister was like extremely rude. We do not have good things to say about her. But she goes, "Oh, like here's my snap." You know, like text me, like, oh, "All right, like I'll see you next weekend or like later tonight. We'll see." Like I don't know. So they cut. The three of them cut. So I'm hanging out. My brother's like friends with them, right? So then later on in the night, we're going home and he goes, I'll text them. Like, I'll see if they want to all come over and hang out. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, it's three in the morning. Like, I know what's going to happen if they come over. So um, he texts them and they're like, oh, like, I don't know. So I text, you know, I text the girl I know. Not the not the Ottawa girl, but the one from last week. Okay. 150 in the morning. Link. She goes, I don't know. <laughs> three Ks. My friends don't want to. I go, oh, come on. I have faith in you to convince them. <laughs> she goes, they won't. They found men. I go, shake my head. You and I both know you can find a man here, and we know what's going to be a better night between the two options. Okay. Lol. Lol. <laughs> Lol. Lol. <laughs> I go, yeah, I'm not wrong. Okay. Uh, I really thought we had that one. With Next the build week. Up. Next week. Oh, so okay. Here's, here's the crazy part. I find out later. So the auto girl, you know, I get the follow. 
and there's a this link in the bio. Link. What the hell? And it says, you know, I saw. I'm like, oh, she's fucking advertising. So I open it up, and there's there's three parts. She goes her Twitter, mm-hmm. her uh, some other thing. I can't remember what. That's normal. And then it says, uh, saucy link. Give me the link. <laughs> I go, what's that? I go, I go, what's that? So I open it up. And oh boy, is it an OnlyFans. Oh, what the fuck? So then I call my friend. I go, saucy. you got to fell me in on this. Get, get this. So the guy I know that used to date her, he breaks up with her, right? Like he realized he was, she was bad for him because like she's like insane. They break up. Two days later, she starts an OnlyFans. No. Now look. I think I had a bright, bad breakup, and you know I, I really struggled through that. I would have ended it all if, if that's what happened to me, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, I'm not, I'm not that strong of a person. Like, I, that is rough. Dude, my throat oh my and my God. wrist would be split, like, maybe two hours after seeing that, because then I kind of knew. <laughs> Dude, it's not just that she started one. She had, like, a video of her uh, enjoying her own company with uh, plastic supports go viral, apparently, like, a day after posting this thing. Like, starting this thing. I would have ended it. Like, I would be done. I would be done. That so is like, so hard to come that back is from. So hard to come back from. It's like shout out to my boy oh for my like God. powering through that because like Oof. that's sort of you know like hey like sex work is real work. Um, Poor guy. Yeah, I don't know how he managed to pull through. Like that guy's got a heart of gold, and uh, it was just like I'm like learning all this shit like in the night. Like I'm fucking fucked. Like, what the fuck? Like I'm sending snaps to like people I know with me and these two girls, the twins, because I'm like this is so fucking funny. <laughs> but like finding all that shit out the next day i'm like okay maybe my breakup wasn't that bad like people some people have it worse than me yeah there's bad breakups out there man like so when you look at it in perspective now right yeah i go it was still bad but like at least like that part wasn't added on top because like i said i am not that strong i would have ended it <laughs> okay Braden, this is two straight episodes yeah. where you've said it like multiple times and i'm telling you like their flags are red as fuck I- i'm pretty concerned at this point this do time we need I'm to have really a talk after this podcast this time i'm really gonna do it um and then what else <laughs> oh and then i also jammed like okay i haven't done this since like i don't like high school we may have entered the dms of like 12 different chicks on instagram at like three in the morning that night <laughs> Like I was in the oh, bag. Like, I, I was it. saucy. I was saucy. <laughs> not like what, what was your opener? Just like, hey, what's good? Shit like that. Like nothing bad, but like the old like, what's good at 3 a.m. <laughs> old uh, you know, f- fire emojis responding to like Instagram stories just to have the worst <laughs> conversation you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Um, and then I woke up the next morning and then you get hit with the shame and you go, fuck. And then you forget about it, and then you're in the shower and you think about it again, and you're like, fuck. But uh, yeah, we did get hit with that. Um, completely forgot about it. I did that until the next day at like four in the afternoon when I was playing golf and somebody answered and I went, oh, shit. Hashtag Braden shame corner. <laughs> Sounds kinky. Um, moving forward, might have a date this week off the hinge. We'll see what Ooh, happens. Okay. Um, this episode was sponsored by Hinge. Yeah, honestly, it's the best one. And then I'm just trying to think. I think I've got a shot at like Getting laid this weekend? We'll see. Right, and I'd, I'd, uh, I'd like to see you start hanging out with some more higher class women. I I gotta say... Kai, what are you trying to say? Are you insinuating that sex work isn't real work? No, I'm I'm saying your standards, man. I don't know you what's know going on with your standards. standards. I live in Oshawa. 
but you're a good stand-up guy. You shower yeah. every day. You're funny. You have a successful podcast. I make a lot of money. I don't make a lot of money. I got great benefits, though. You have a dirty stash. Like, there's plenty of things on your up and up. Yeah, uh, people just got smart up. People like like, <laughs> like chicks who love dudes that smell bad and smoke cigarettes and have no job right now. So it's we're waiting. For... That's true. I feel like once we hit like 25, yeah, exactly. that's when our time to shine is. That's our time to shine, baby. Yeah. That's when my pension and my benefits roll up. <laughs> oh yeah, baby! You should put that in your hinge profile. If you like, these are my like, really good. These are my job benefits. Too. If you want to match with like really good looking women on too, like always send the li- people who have like a teenage baby like a message because like a teenage <laughs> baby who had a baby when they were a teen because like they're all, like they're typically pretty good looking and then they also like they'll take what matches they could get because like they're 22 and have a kid um okay brayden i have to cut that I, i'll leave it in i if you want yeah, i feel like you gotta leave that in that's too good i don't discriminate all right should we end the podcast that's probably the worst thing you've ever said i love supporting people <laughs> All right, uh, to end the podcast, um, uh, I have a joke. Why do cows have hooves instead of feet? Because they got pregnant at 16. No, because they lactose. all right you thought we were over we're not brayden what else you have to say okay so also at the bar i completely forgot about this i was sitting at the bar to get a drink and these like these two older women beside me at one point like talking to me and or not talking to me they're talking to each other but i'm like there she's there i'm getting a drink and like for whatever reason like we strike or you know what the one it's a brunette and a blonde so the brunette goes to take a picture of the blonde i'm standing beside the blonde and uh she takes like one picture and it's just like my side profile like i look good and she goes to take another one. She goes, oh, wait, let me take another. Like, I think we could look better. I, I look over and I go, should I, should I smile for this one? And they loved that. You know, they're like, I don't know, 35 or something like that. So they loved that. So the blonde's like, get in this. Like, I want you to take a picture with me. I'm like, okay. So take a picture with her. The brunette takes it. And she goes, oh, my God, you guys look like so cute. And I go, yeah, I look good as fuck. Get my drink. I leave. I'm like about to leave later on in the night. Like, we're pretty close to leaving. I think we're like the two guys I was with were like walking out the door. And uh, the blonde comes up to me. She stops me. And she goes, hey, like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, like, I'm good. She starts talking to me again. And then she starts, like, asking me stuff like like what I'm doing later in the night, like what I'm doing after the bar, like, so on, so forth. She finds out I have a job and it's a government job. And so, like, you know, she's like, oh, are there benefits? And I go, yeah. I'm like, a bit personal, whatever. She's older. She's probably, like, into that kind of stuff. And she's like, oh, like, you know, we should hang out after this. I'm like, oh, like, you know, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, why? Like, what's up? Like, where's your place at? Like, you know, I'm kind of asking. She goes, oh, yeah, like, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, tell me about her life. And she goes, yeah, like, I don't know, you should come over. Like, we can hang out. Like, it could be a great night. You can meet my son. Brayden, I could see you being a great set daddy. Dude, she's 35, and she's like, this is my son. He's like 13. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you want to see a picture of him? I'm like, 13 is way too old. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I uh, I'm like, yeah, let's see your kid. So she whips out, and she's like scrolling through. She's like, his daddy left. I'm like, I figured that out. And she's like, it's coming up against the world. <laughs> We've got this. Like, we're going to kill it. I'm like, absolutely. That's why you're inviting a 24-year-old guy over to the bar. Yeah, that's... Home from the bar. Um, 
but yeah, I was like, oh my god, yeah, you guys look great. Like you got you got this. And she's like, so you're like, are you gonna come over? And she's like, touch my arm. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe next time. I gotta go link up with my friends. Like we here every Saturday. I'll see you next week. And she's like, okay. And she kisses me on the cheek, and I just go. And I'm like, maybe I should have gone. Like I don't know. Maybe the kid's cool. We could play Minecraft together or something. Yeah, what that if one... he's just like really yeah. good at Call of Duty? Brandon would be pretty rock star. Here. I'm not gonna lie. Play chat with him all the time. That yeah, if you went over there, Zach Wilson move. You dominated him in shell, like you beat him seven one, and then you <laughs> screw his mother. <laughs> when you said dominated, I wasn't thinking. I didn't think you were going that way with it. I thought you were taking the word dominated <laughs> in a different direction. Um, his yeah. son, her son, Brandon. I I'm uncomfortable. Come on, man. It, you know what? Like it was okay when she was just telling me she had a kid. And then it really like humanized him and like grounded it in reality when she whipped out her phone and started showing me pictures of his like grade eight grad. That was when I was like, oh man. <laughs> oh my God, he has braces. <laughs> that would be a hell of a story though. I was like, this has got a little bit too real. <laughs> so in the future, stepmoms are, or sorry, moms are not in the cards for you or is that you keeping um, that option open? It's open. We'll see. <laughs> we'll take it on a uh, on a kid by kid basis. And that was the add on to the podcast. Thanks everybody.